Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning to this great state of Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. How's everybody doing this morning? I trust all's doing fine. We have a great show for you today, folks. But before we get to the show, you know how we start this. We are like clockwork. We go to the geniuses in the KPFT 90.1 FM studio. Come on in, my dear brothers. Oh, that cracks me up. <laughs> Every we time. To, we have to redefine your definition of geniuses. Just a couple of poor slobs who show up here and push buttons. That would be about it. And good morning to the great state of Louisiana, partially. I love that. Exactly. I forgot it. I forgot that. I forgot that. I forgot that. Thank you, sir. Well, it, it's you can get us there patchy, but sometimes if you're if you're stationary, you can get us in stereo, which is kind of cool. Wow. So yeah, the great state of Louisiana. We appreciate you listening over there on the border. And uh Jack has some wisdom for us this morning. Good morning, Nick Barito. Good morning, Jack. Uh, this is about uh being out capitalized. Mm. Does the American politic wish to rule the world? Yes. Or is it just a bunch of greedy businessmen who want to control the world's resources yes. and profit from their control? I say yes Amen, to both questions. Amen, brother. It's a bunch of greedy businessmen who have seized the American political system. They have become so morbidly wealthy and powerful that they can just out-capitalize any obstacle in their way. The Pentagon's been on a doctrine of domination militarily and economically since 1992. Do the people want America to become empire and to rule the world? Yeah. Well, some do. I don't. I don't either. Somewhere, Simon Bar Sinister is dancing a jig because world domination is on the horizon. Well, maybe dancing among the flames. Well, you know, yeah. I, I'm curious, Jack. Um, why did you? Uh, what? What? What brought you into that topic this morning? Well, I was just thinking about all the problems in the uh, in the world going on, and how uh, you know business and resources are tied to war, mm -hmm. and all they do if they have an obstacle, they throw money at it. As we move towards, you know, empire. Right. You know, the reason I asked that is I've been like, you know, I think I told you guys about a few days ago when I'm spinning at night, I've been watching this, a new instantiation of a world of what of World War Two on Netflix. And and last night I was completely fascinated with Hitler's movement across uh, Europe and across Africa at the same time that Japan was doing what they're doing, right? And then I was listening to the narration and how these guys were talking about just going into other people's land and taking it. And also, you know, the, the callousness with which all of this was done and also from a business perspective. And, you know, just hearing you talk about it, that's like, wow, was this guy like in my mind last night or something? I'm kind of worried about you, you know? 
But no, I'm kidding. Were you, but, in, were you in his mind, Jack? No, <laughs> no. But but great minds think alike. Right? That's what that's it what is, I'm, Jack. That's, that's what, what it is. The cavern. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> have no thoughts. You, you don't know, brother. I'm Simon Barr, sinister. We are in space, but but the world. <laughs> but look, we love we love Howard's mind, man. Let me just say, we love Howard's mind. <laughs> Welcome, Eric Hayes, to the I'm to the just, chat. Well, look. <laughs> Anyway, folks, we've got a great show for you today. And today's Thursday. We have the one and only uh, Neil Aquino, uh, Houston Democracy Project founder. He's with us today. We're going to talk a, a little about something that occurred this week with uh, our district attorney, as well as some interesting things with the uh, recent Harris County uh, uh, Houston elections, rather. And uh, but I. Also, before we get into Neil, and Neil, I'm coming to you here. I just have a statement that I want to make. And I just have to do it out of personal, what I think should be all of our responsibility. Many of us have been talking about the uh, what have been going on with our brothers and sisters in Palestine, in Minan and Gaza, and now the West Bank as well. And, you know, we, it is a difficult subject to talk about. Because, again, you have to make that distinction to ensure that when you're speaking about the Israeli, Hamas, Gaza, West Bank issue, no inkling of anti-Semitism is ever garnered from your words. Uh, And you have to be very careful. One of the reasons I try to cater my words and also many times before I say certain things, sort of get the okay from my Jewish friends just to make sure I understand how things are going to come across in the Jewish community. I make sure to do that. But it's incumbent on me right now to say what is occurring in Palestine, in in Gaza right now, is a massacre. It is a violation of human rights and everything that goes with it. And I ask everybody, both my Jewish brothers and sisters, my every brother and sister out there to put yourself in the in the place of these people running through these cities with body parts of their kids body parts of their wives body parts of their husbands because the whole entire strip is being decimated i further ask you to listen to the words of those in power in israel right now starting with Benjamin Netanyahu. Yesterday on BBC, the the ambassador to, uh, to of Israel to the UK said specifically, there's absolutely no two-state solution. Recently, Netanyahu went to the UN. He showed a map of Israel of the entire region, no Palestine, no Palestinian state. Uh, we are uh, the, the settlers in Gaza are going through Gaza and continuously taking land, just kicking people out of their lands. Over 200, uh, up to last week, over 200 dead Palestinians just kicked off of their land in the West Bank. Look, um, there is going to be our President Biden's unfettered support for Netanyahu. I'm not talking Israel here. I'm talking Netanyahu and what he represents for Israel is going to come as blowback 
for Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm, I'm speaking Bible for Jews and everybody else alike. A pushback is coming when you have asymmetric warfare, when you have a superpower decimating a population, there is going to be blowback. Americans must realize I'm a look, I'm a Panamanian by birth, an American naturalized American. I my family went through what Bush number one did in Panama. Lucky for Bush, there was no blowback because of a, a, a relationship that was attempted to be restored. Remember, Bush killed several thousand Panamanians to get Noriega, decimated the area, just like what Israel uh, under Netanyahu is doing to Gaza. Folks, there will be blowback. It is time for us to work with our administration and say, make a difference. These are dead people. These are families that are decimated. Let's do the moral thing. This is wrong. And I had to get that off of my chest. I just cannot take seeing the killing any longer. Um, but with us, we're going to get back to our subject here in the United States. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Neil Aquino, I thank you so kindly for waking up in the morning with us and being with us as usual. Your wisdom is always warranted out here. Well, I, I, thank you. I was happy to wake up this morning. Uh, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate the day above ground ahead. And uh, th thanks to the studio, to your excellent uh, uh, the callers ahead and the audience. And let me just give a local angle to what you just said. On, um, on this past Tuesday, I'm looking at the Chronicle, about 80 people came to City Hall to demand a ceasefire. Um, Mayor Turner said, we don't do resolutions, which is true. Um, uh, they don't do resolutions. Um, Cong Con Councilwoman Letitia Plummer apparently has called for a ceasefire um, on her own. She was just reelected. Um, and, you know, with um, if, um, for folks concerned about this issue, as I am and as many are, um, there's that new Proposition A that was passed. It's already been used on water bills where any three council members can introduce something to the agenda. Um, so there are about 80 folks. I see a name here in the Chronicle story, Hannah Thalenberg, who's been super active over the years on um, pro-choice issues. Uh, she was there, but um, if the, 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 this issue of, 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 of concern, and I can't put it as well um, as Egberto, um, call your Houston council member. There's a new regime coming in. Um, I can't I can't quite see John Whitmire bringing it forth either. But um, with, with the new Proposition A, three council members can introduce something and, and press them. Yeah, it, 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 it is a must. I mean, I can't look. I believe in empathy and I believe in trying to put yourself in the place of others, right? I am not a woman, but I can empathize with Kate Cox. I am not, you know, I, I, I mean, I can empathize with what she's going through. I don't have to be her to be able to empathize with her. And I, I hope that others empathize with our Palestinian brothers and sisters. I mean, I am not for terrorists on either side, but again, uh, uh, if, if a Martian landed in, in Israel right now, if a Martian landed in Israel right now and he went into uh, Gaza 
He went into West Bank. He went into, uh, into Tel Aviv. He went into Haifa. And you go tell that Martian that the aggressors are the, those folks in Gaza that you see completely decimated. And you go into the other places like uh, the, West, the, 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 the occupied territories in, in, in the West Bank. That guy's going to say, those are the ones who are the aggressors? Again, your eyes are not deceiving you. That's all I'd say. Please, ever. And this, we have to start as a society. Not allowing a narrative to frame us, but for us to frame the narrative with reality. And what we've done in our own, uh, in our own economics, in our own government, is allow people to tell us that red is blue and us to believe red is blue. When it, it, the, the biggest oxymoron is for a, a Republican party to tell you we are for the people as they support no policies that are we the people and those we can't we have to grow up mentally we have to grow up morally it's so important neil but let's go ahead and talk about what occurred with uh that you wanted to talk about i think one of the main first of all give us a quick rundown on kimag give us a quick rundown on your thoughts on the runoff and then give us your analysis of those at large races it's very important Great. So uh, the, the, the Kimog and uh, Daniel Cohen, who, uh, who is a, a frequent guest uh, here, was an architect. None of these things are done alone. Uh, the Kimog uh, admonishment by precinct chairs by a vote of 129 to 61 at the quarterly precinct chair meeting this past uh, Tuesday. Um, I believe it was two days ago. The days moved by so quickly. Um, yeah. And it was really important. Um, uh, uh, it was super important because it showed that rank and file Democrats, rank and file political actors, people who'd given years and years in many cases to the party, had a voice and had the capacity to say to our elected officials, that's enough. There's a limit. That's enough. Um, so I, I was really heartened to see that. And I think that is uh, just what I've been saying with my Houston democracy movement, that we are going to have to demand that our elected officials act. They will not act unless they are pushed. They will not act, no matter, no matter democratic threats coming, they will not act unless they are pushed, even if they seem their own self-interest um, um, endangered. And then the Houston, the Houston City Council runoffs this past Saturday, just as dismal um, as, a, as one might have imagined. So I had uh, no surprise that John Whitmire won by about a 65, well, it was a surprise, the margin, I think, the 65-35. The polls had had him closer to 55. Uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee's just um, could not could not ever produce an energy, and she could never mm -hmm. produce an in her own district after uh, 30 years of service. Turnout in her own congressional district, 18 portion of the city stunk, um, and it gives you pause. Um, and I've written about this in my Houston Democracy Project blog. We need the votes to keep uh, Harris County Democratic, and we need the votes to. Get rid of authoritarian Ted Cruz, or who who knows? Even carry the state for Biden. We can't give up in advance, and Sheila doesn't seem to be um, able to do so. So la um, last week we were singing our praises, and uh, and defeat is an orphan, as President Kennedy. Said. <laughs> and, and and and, and to make sure we get it in, one of the most disappointing um, aspects of it were there are five at-large council seats in the city of Houston. This is a predominantly Democratic city. 
Democrats lost three of the five at-large council seats. Um, this, we had had previously uh, two, Mike Kubash and uh, 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 Knox, Congressman, Councilman Knox are the two Republicans. Now there will be three Republicans, Julian Ramirez, Willie Davis, and Twyla Carter um, on council. And maybe we could talk a little about what what tanked there. But that is, I'll tell you, the Republican Party, super disciplined. It's on their website. Here are our recommendations. I spent a lot of time at the West Gray Multi-Service Center, with uh, sort of the uh, it place to be. Uh, for for inside the loop voting. And these Republican folks stream in and they have sheets of white paper. They printed it off the Republican website. They have mailers. They don't know these people from a man on the moon. Uh, Not that necessarily Democratic voters do. And they were ready to go. And Ramirez won by 50.74% in his race. And Twyla Carter won with 50.79% in her race. And if we had just been a little more active, and by we, I, I mean our elected officials too, they, they bear a lot of responsibility, our elected Democrats, uh, not present, uh, in some cases, not even able to endorse the full um, slate, let alone show up for them actively. So there's, there's sort of a rundown of, of two, two big local stories. Well, you know, uh, I, I, you wrote an article uh, at your and Gonzalo, I'm coming to you in a second. You wrote an article in your Houston Democracy Project at neilaquino.com that said the following: the senator, uh, uh, with regards to, to the Senator Alvarado, because this is, I, and I think this is the most important statement in your in your blog. You said the senator was not consistently active in recent Houston municipal elections for candidates beyond support for John Whitmire. She bears her share of responsibility for the loss of three Houston at-large council seats to Republicans. Races that were that came down to, well, two of the three races came down to under two points that a simple ground game would have made a difference. That's an excellent point. Your comments. I'll tell you, um, uh, uh, Carol Alvarado, District 6, I called her office yesterday to say that. You call their offices and they say, hey, that's political. We can't deal with that. And I say, look, um, it's, it's public policy because I choose democracy over the absence of democracy. And the elections are where these things are being fought out. Um, Senator Alvarado, and this could be any elect, this could be any of our elected officials, very aggressive for Whitmire. Um, in fact, they were very aggressive for Mario Castillo, who's a super hyper-connected man who won the District H primary race. Um, the theme of, of Senator uh, Alvarado uh, Amando Wally, State Representatives Hernandez and Perez, was increasing the number of Latinos on council. There are now three Latinos on council. More, uh, one, Julian Ramirez, is a Republican, and they didn't come out for Cantu. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a good, decent man. I spent some time with him with the Houston Democracy Project. He wasn't quite in their in crowd. Um, and just, just that really was it. Um, that was really a substantial portion. And we need to demand that our electeds show up. Senator Alvarado does not have a Democratic primary opponent. It's a safe gerrymandered district. We think about gerrymandering as impacting Republicans. These Democrats, they are in safe gerrymandered district. They don't care about turnout. That The rank and file needs to understand that. Sheila Jackson Lee, God bless her, turnout is consistently low in Congressional District 18. They say it. They see an AOC or a primary challenger under every rock. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia 
I believe her district, Texas 29, is 434th out of 435 in turnout. I, that's my believe that's my correct recollection. They don't care about turnout. They, they don't have strong challengers. They're not challenged in primaries. And then when we need the votes to hold the county, we've got more judgeships and everything coming up in 2024. Ted Cruz only lost by three points. If if our safe districts had come out in 2018, the margin would have been there. The three, the the the, the 48. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke would have beat would have beat uh, Ted Cruz if if yeah. we if we just brought out a few more people. I got a caller on the line, and I don't want to keep him holding too long. So let's pause here. And I'll. Oh, by the way, folks, please go to politicsandright.com/slash/newsletter to cover all the videos and stories I'm going to cover. Uh, given that we're talking these issues with. Uh, with uh, uh, brother Aquino here. Gonzalo, come on in, my brother. How are you doing this morning? Okay, good morning. First of all, I want to apologize for yesterday. We accidentally kind of cut you a little bit too quick. Uh, I just want to say that uh, I voted for Sheila twice, hoping that we got a candidate who will become a major that represents the voices. But unfortunately, as you... uh, said in the program, uh, Whitmire had a more uh, uh, more money invested in advertisement, that's for sure, I can tell, and uh, he had a plan. And uh, if I put that in pers- into perspective of for the upcoming uh, year, election year, I would say that uh, Joe Biden is not doing what he's supposed to do if he wants to be a candidate. Um, and particularly me, I won't vote for Biden for many reasons. So he has brought us to the war, to the war in uh, Ukraine, and uh, we are stuck there. He's asking for more money that probably we need to solve the many social problems we have. And instead, he's encouraging another war in Israel. And uh, on the other side, we have uh, 45, who is doing the same thing. He is trying to bring back his crowd with his nonsense, beautifully verbiage nonsense, as I just quote, uh, say. And uh, I'm just discouraged about next year. Uh, I, let me tell you, I feel your pain, uh, Gonzalo. I am completely, you know, you know, we 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 think what's a calculated thing. We have to do what's best. First of all, the statement that you made um, uh, is a very important one. We are willing to. By the way, we we just uh, uh, Biden just decided to send fourteen or fifteen thousand special tank shells. Uh, that we are paying over $8,000 per shell. I repeat, $8,000 per shell to kill people. $8,000 per shell. A shell that I understand costs under $1,000 each to make. This is all a, a, a money machine, money business. And, uh, you know, uh, right now I feel personally, this is me, I feel my hands. Uh, tied and I'm trying to find the solution to what's going to happen for 2024 because I think 
what Biden has done with his embrace of Netanyahu, uh, it's not only alienating those people that are anti-war, etc. I am anti-war, but I think what it's doing, it is, it is showing such a bias against so much that we can always fight as hard for some as we have our brothers and sisters in Afalaya. Listen, everybody who gets a chance, go look for the poorest area in America. And the reason I've been centralizing right now on Appalachia is because there's a certain, and I'm going to go off subject of a little bit of what you said, Gonzalo, but it came to me now and I want to say it to our audience at large. When things affect uh, the ghetto and, 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 and folks try to come in and get support for policies in there, it, uh, because of this of stereotypes, things aren't done. When things occur in the barrios because of stereotypes, etc., people feel okay to just let it slide. What happened in Afal- what's happening in Appalachia right now is much worse than what you see in the ghetto. It's much worse than what you see in the barrios. I'm, I'm being stereotypical here now for a particular reason. But it is something you will never see on TV. Ask yourself why. You don't see the despair that's occurring in all those towns in Ohio, in Pennsylvania, in Kentucky, and through the entire Appalachian Valley. Why isn't that shown on TV? When I tell people that all of us are in the same boat, when I tell people that uh, the, the, once we unite Appalachias, the ghettos, and the barrios, come on, think between the lines. I'm not saying. Understand what that means. When we unite, we can beat what you're talking about. We beat the, 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 the unfettered wars. We beat the, all the, the, the corporate structure that we hear uh, Brother Jack speak about all of the times. We beat all of that. Because right now, all of this stuff that we're seeing here, bottom line, it's all about the money. Go ahead, Gonzalo. What you're foreseeing is what's going to happen in the next election. All these Appalachian regions was red or partially red. But if there was some kind of bluish tone, that would turn into deep red. Because Biden hasn't delivered. Is promise. The famous program Build, uh, Rebuild America, whatever the name is, has been uh, BS, and uh, he hasn't delivered those communities who probably voted for him, hoping that they will get a better chance. Yeah, I, I, folks, look up that video. What's happening in Appalachia? I want you to see. Everybody know what's happening in the barrios and the ghettos already. But Gonzalo, anything else you want to say beforehand? Or uh, thank you very much. Thank you so kindly. And, uh, thank you for the Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Before we go to Augie, anything you want to add to that, um, Neil? Uh, I would say I, I can certainly. Uh, the, those towns. My my hometown is Cincinnati. I spend a month there. Um, significant Appalachian population um, in Hamilton County, Ohio. Um, and, and those that there are many communities, it's right across the river from Kentucky and, right. and communities, um, you know, 
and I, I'll, uh, yeah, and um, and and those those Appalachian citizens years ago um, were Democrats. They voted yeah. for Frank Roosevelt. They voted for Harry Truman. They voted for Lyndon Johnson. And I'll just say about um, so we t- um, talk about uh, uh, the impact in Gaza. My father was a Korean War soldier. Uh, he would speak to me at a young age about the common humanity of the um, Korean. Chinese and American uh, soldiers and civilians he fought. I was always always appreciative um, that he interacted with. Excuse me. Um, it was I was appreciative that he told me that early mm-hmm. um, that they were all the same. He, he used to call them unlucky bastards mm-hmm. um, who just happened to be in the way of a war. And um, to keep to keep up the, the local political angle, always uh, we, we saw that Letitia Plummer has called for a ceasefire, and Congressman Al Green. Has also um, from the ninth district. Also has uh, consistently voted for a ceasefire. Uh, he's been he's been beating it hard on on the uh, on this floor. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of his speeches, but it's really yeah. hard. Let me jump to Augie. Come on in, Augie. Uh, good morning to geniuses and uh, everybody listening around the world to this great station. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Sheila Jackson Lee. Well, uh, there's. Evidence right in front of you. People are talking about all these flyers that came to your house. I think like about I got about three Sheila flyers and a whole bunch of Whitmire, and that tells you something. It takes money to produce flyers, and Whitmire put his millions of dollars in it. Plus, other supporters put their money into it, and uh, it's the people with money that help supported them. And then uh, Whitmire talked about how he's going to get rid of crime, and that and uh, I live in a Republican area. So a lot of Republicans supported Whitmire, too, and plus those other council members at large. I, I got those flyers with those council members in there, too. So they got the Republicans out there. Well, what, what happened to the Democrats? Well, then the media didn't show where uh, Sheila Jackson Lee said uh, uh, what she would do. She'd work with the federal government for years, and she knows how to get federal help. And she would have gotten a lot more federal help for, uh, for Houston if she got elected. And uh, if uh, for local uh, uh, health care, she would get the best experts she could find to help us with our problem. And now that Whitmire is elected, I saw on Facebook uh, all these supporters saying, oh, he's going to get rid of crime. Well, nobody gets rid of crime. Uh, the Houston Police Department is having trouble getting police officers in there. So how is he going to do it with uh, now getting more police in there? And even with police, the police don't stop crime. They come in after a crime has been committed, not before. And even then, they don't always show up, even when you call for help for the police. Uh, they don't always show up. Very and, important uh, point. Augie, I want, I want to touch on something that you said that is so important, right? Police don't solve crime. They come after the crime. And also, uh, crime is always there. Here's the thing. The things that are required to solve crime, if you really, really want to solve crime at the core, doesn't start with enforcing laws and all that sort of stuff. It starts with social programs that actually prevent uh, those who commit crime from becoming criminals in the first place. I remember they laughed at Clinton, uh, Brother Clinton, when he came out with midnight basketball. But actually, there was a there was some that there was a magic there. In other words, it was keeping the if you're playing basketball at midnight and having and invest if you have a few sandwiches there as you're playing football and everybody's shooting the bull, etc. You know what you're not doing? Shooting other people. You know what you're not doing? You're not out there on the streets. I mean, 
things that that many times Republicans and neoliberal Democrats ridicule are the things that actually have an effect on society because they may have irresponsible parents, but they have a society that embraces them. As Hillary Clinton once said, and I'm no Hillary Clinton fan, but she was so right. It takes a village. It takes a village. Back home in Panama, Arco Iris, we had a village. I was everybody's kid. If I, I, I couldn't do something two miles, everything is small there, two miles from my home. Because before I ride my bike home, my mother would know. My daddy would know. All these things that, uh, that are important are the things that are social in nature. What we skip. Go ahead, Augie, before I get to Donald. Yeah. And uh, we got this attorney general who is uh, married and had a mistress and paid for her abortion. He paid right. for her abortion, but now he, does, he doesn't want uh, the rest of the women to get abortions. Being a hypocrite. And um, we haven't had a good governor since San Richard. So all these others have been bought, but people don't see that. And then uh, all I got is hopes and prayers that something will happen. Well, uh, we need more than that. We need action. And people aren't listening. Like uh, in the news, those Ameri- uh, the, in Israel and Gaza, those bombs are American bombs. That ammunition is the American uh, tank ammunition and weapons. Uh, they're wiping out women and children, and not just them. They're wiping out families. And those are our American bombs that are wiping them out. But people don't realize that. And they don't realize that Netanyahu is the Israeli Trump. Um, he, he, took, he shut off the water supply. But uh, the water supply was in Gaza. But they took over the water supply in Gaza. Then they kicked all the... Palestinians away from the water supply. Uh, uh, hold on, Augie. And Augie, guess what else? And now they're flooding the tunnel, tunnels with salt water, which is going to seep in and brackishitize their, their fresh water supply. It's Look, when I talk about human atrocities occurring in Gaza right now, look, I am not by any means to all my, 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 uh, my Jewish listeners what occurred with the 1200 it, it it burns my heart but please also remember that hamas and you know i i we reported this from haratz and other items many weeks ago it's just now that our media because they're pissed off at netanyahu for defying bush etc that they're making it quite readily available now that netanyahu pretty much worked with Hamas. Okay? And this is, uh, look, this is not a question. You can listen to it right now on MSNBC I'm, uh, at, uh, to, to uh, Morning Joe. Morning Joe, a conservative, talking about it. I'm sitting down here. I, I wrote an, an article at Daily Coast. They, they actually banned me for a week at Daily Coast, even though I was a front-page editor at da- Daily Coast because I spoke up against Netanyahu saying I control the United States of America. Netanyahu. And they said that was, they, 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 look, uh, I mean, I only told what's out there, what's the truth. And because our American citizens, Jewish and otherwise, aren't being told the truth by our media, atrocities are being done in our name, and we are going to be the ones suffering the blowback. We are the ones that are going to be suffering the blowback. 
Because again, people just take so much. Go ahead, Augie. Yeah, and the media coverage. Uh, I only saw it one time where uh, there was a Israeli Jewish protest march against Netanyahu after the attack. They're blaming Netanyahu for what Hamas uh, did, and well, it was rightly so. It yeah, was, he uh, he and, uh, he he allowed Qatar to keep them funded, to have them as an opposition to the Palestinian Authority to prevent a two-state solution. It's all there. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, but you don't. But you don't see it on our media. I saw it only one time, and then when uh, they showed, uh, they took over a, a place and they showed these weapons. The reporter said uh, those weapons are rusty. Damn, been used. And then they were saying this is the Hamas uh, headquarters. You look around, there's no military papers or maps or anything. It looks more like a kindergarten class. <laughs> and the uh, Israeli officer yep. pointed to office there. See, look at that. Yeah, it's, it's right. a Hamas headquarters. And then they blamed all those bunkers and stuff. The bunkers are there because uh, they knew the Israelis were going to bomb them. And even Let, in Israel, the bunkers right. in the Middle East are seen. Let no terrorist act goes uh, go unanswered or, or I, used. Yeah. Go ahead, go go ahead. Uh, I am um, with the two two very disparate subjects today, but both both so important. Let me. Can I just address quickly the beginning of Augie's call, um, where he talked about the mail, um, because I got about thirty Whitmire pieces to about three Sheila Jackson Lee pieces. I got more pieces for Orlando Sanchez for a controller than I did for Sheila. But the, the, but specifically in, in talking about money and, and police, I got on, I think, five consecutive days, a law and order pack, uh, a nasty mailer against Sheila Jackson Lee. Whitmire kept saying, I'm not saying anything negative about my opponents. He let his um, law enforcement and fire union um, uh, buddies do that. And I, I just I, just, I want I don't want that to go unmentioned. Um, and as we talk about money and, and the crime and the money that is in policing, the law and order pack um, sent me five mailers for, from these police unions, frequently very nasty in tone to me with a subtext, a racial subtext. And, and these law unions will not step away from um, election deniers. And it's 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 super important to have that out there. We're uh, out there. And Whitmire had so much support from those unions. I got more mail from those unions than I did from Sheila Jackson Lee herself. That is shameful. I, I, I Thank you very much for that. Uh, yes. And yes, we're ping ponging between subjects because I guess it is so heated. And, and again, you know how I started the show, because, again, as I said, it's it's a moral thing for me. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for clarifying that. Augie, I need to go to Donald. Anything else real quick? Well, I'll call again tomorrow. For the rest. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, Augie. Come on in, Donald. Morning, EW. How's it going? I'm doing fine, my brother. Talk to me. Good, good. Did you ever get a spanking when you were a kid? Oh, you bet I did. I, I got a bunch, have actually. Played, have you ever played the Switch? Did you ever play the Switch game? No, but I imagine that's cutting a branch and doing something that's, with it. That's, yeah, exactly. That's when you go pick your own branch to get a whooping. I, just, you <laughs> said you the way I did, so I was just making sure. That's psychological yeah. right there is when you got to go pick something that's going to beat you with. And in that case, <laughs> it is not better to give than to receive. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. are crazy. Donald, you're terrible, Neil. but yeah, go ahead. Okay, Neil, how, how does Sheila do? 
You can still keep saying Sheila, but how'd she do? Neil, she got 35% of the vote. Okay. Did she ever fall on the sword for the comments on the phone for personally attacking that guy? Because I don't know or I don't remember that. She No. She addressed it. She apologized, said do better. But how did she do it? That's the key. And see, with this Beto, Hillary, this first name stuff, I honestly thought when I saw her billboard that they were doing a musical for Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. That's always been a camera hog, but she has to. And I understand her. But she would fight. But I don't think she wanted it because I didn't see the same fight that I've seen from her in the past. So did she really want to become mayor? Well, I'll, let me say this. Um, they had, they had, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I felt a little abandoned by the Congresswoman by the end. Um, I don't think I'm the only one. Uh, they had polling from the beginning that said that substantial numbers of people would not vote for her. Um, that may or may not be fair. There's probably a lot of unfairness in that. Um, but Amanda Edwards and Chris Hollins were campaigning very hard. Chris Hollins won with 59% in his race. Um, it was a different race, but I, 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 I don't I don't know what the congresswoman's initial thought was. There, there were there were clear roadblocks in front of her. Doesn't matter whether they were fair or not. Um, that they were there, and and there, I agree with that. That the absence of fight um, and the campaign never never clearly stated its values um, or or had a hard time getting out from under it. And I know Whitmire had all that financial advantage, but um, if you, I wish we could go back. Um, I wish we could go back and start again and and see what Hollins or Edwards could have done. Oh, wow. That is that is magic right there. Um, uh, hold on a second, Donald. I, I think you nailed it right there. Oh, Neil. I think you nailed it right there. Neil. I think it would have been interesting to see what these two youngsters in the mayoral race would have done, because I. I, I, I mean, when it comes to what Donald said about uh, where was the fight, let's say, in Sheila and you saying that you felt abandoned. Again, I think a lot of people saw it that way. And, and notice what, what Donald just said. He sees a picture on a billboard showing Hillary Clinton and, and, and the congresswoman. This is a local race. And as <laughs> I think even uh, Bra uh, one of our callers called and said, she didn't tell us what she's going to do for us. I think there's a lot more to it than that, but I think that played a large role. Go ahead, Donald. Yeah, they they need to start doing more kissing hands and shaking babies. That's yeah, the key I, to all of them do at a ground level. Yes, because when you shake the babies, yeah. you get some attention. Because that's exactly. people go, oh. They, but if she, I don't have a problem with what she said to her people because when you're in that position, she needed to turn it and say. I will fight anyone that disrupts my, because she has to be at certain places at certain times. Right. She has to generate X amount of money and her schedule cannot conflict because if her schedule conflicts and that shows she's incapable of running her office and her people, therefore how right. can she be a good Congresswoman? So she had every right. She didn't have the right, I guess for people that are soft to personally attack the guy, but if he's not doing the job, I can understand her being upset. But you want her to fight like that on the Congress floor, 
on the campaign trail as the mayor of Houston. That fight is what you need. And I've never seen anything I didn't agree with from her. So that that's all I got to say about that. Hey, Donald, you thank you for the. Thank you for those words, Donald. There's something that he says. Thank you, Donald. I'm glad that he said it. And that is, look, what Sheila did, the way she spoke to her, 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 her employee was wrong. But I, you know, deep in my heart, I really feel like people are putting a whole lot. Some people are putting a whole lot on that more so than if it was some guy that did that. There's a difference between... The, the things that males get away with and that females don't. And I, I, the reason I didn't play that thing up big is I'm just not going to go there. Anyway, come on in, Harry. Good morning, Alberto. Good morning to the panel of uh, Neil Aquino and our, your two geniuses. And thank you, Howard Reynolds, for playing uh, New York City Trippin' right before the show started. Well, I wanted to uh, comment on some things that Gonzalo said. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I do feel for Gonzalo. I know he's frustrated. Biden is not doing what he should do. But as far as um, the... Um, uh, with the Ukraine, you know, we have to stop Putin. We cannot let Putin um, win because he, he won't stop in the Ukraine. He'll try to capture, recapture all those states and try to rebuild the old Soviet Union. So we, he has to be stopped there. Now, you don't have to vote for Joe Biden. You can vote your conscience. You can vote third party. There are other people you can vote for. I know you're not going to vote for 45 if he gets the nomination. Hopefully he will not. Hopefully he will be uh, held accountable for his crimes. He'll be convicted for uh, January 6th. He'll be convicted um, for the uh, trying to overthrow. Uh, well, that is January 6th. But he'll um, also be held accountable for what he did in New York and taking the um, documents out of the uh, White House and taking them down to Mar-a-Lago. Hopefully he'll be convicted for all those crimes. And he and Donald Trump will just be in our rearview mirror and be a distant memory. Uh, so, um, you know, I feel your pain. And I know um, you also have to blame Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin for why Joe Biden didn't get Bill Back Better done. And he only got he got it watered down to the inflation reduction bill. So you always have, you have to keep those things in mind. But Johnny, your conscience. Thank part. you, Harry. Thank you for your comments. I need to jump to Johnny, but uh, very well said, sir. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the mayor okay, of politics done right, Johnny. 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 Hey. I want to recommend oh, an article. Wait, 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 Johnny, 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 stop. I want to say <laughs> something first. I called you yesterday, okay, because we hadn't heard from you and we wanted to make sure that you were okay. Okay, the, I'm okay. The mayor I did mean, not call uh, in and we called you. I'm not horizontal yet, but I'm not quite vertical. I'm kind of in between, like the leaning tower. What's up? Talk to me. Okay, I want to recommend an article by Elliot Swain, S-W-A-I-N, Elliot Swain, okay. at medium.com, and it's titled Crocodile Tears, uh-huh. or Why the Left Makes It Personal, and subheading is When the Status Quo is to Your Liking, Politeness is the Only Meaningful Politics. 
And that's referring to this young college girl who, I guess, before 2009, when the documentary on Finkelstein, on Norman Finkelstein was made. Do you remember that documentary? Excellent no, I documentary? Don't. No, I don't. It was, it but was go called ahead. American Grand uh, produced by David Ridgen, R-I-D-G-E-N, the 2009 documentary. Uh, Norman Finkelstein, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He's a Jewish-American uh, academic and political activist. And he okay. has always called out the, the, the downside of the Netanyahu government. He's been very critical, and justifiably so. And at one point at a university function, he was speaking to an audience, and this young college girl comes up, and she breaks out into crocodile tears. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, that is big on TikTok. Yes, I saw that. Go ahead. Make the point. Yeah. So this uh, article by uh, Elliot Swain, this thing goes on and on, but it's I think it's really well done, and you really have to reread parts of it in order to absorb it. But once you do, you will have a much better nuanced understanding of how overly pretend offended are uh, Israeli, some Israeli citizens, not the ones who are Jew, Jews for peace or Jewish Americans for peace. No, I'm talking about those people who are right-wingers in that country, you know, like those settlers who beat up uh, innocent Palestinians and take their homes in the West Bank. Those folks, those are the people who are benefiting from that young college girl who break into crocodile tears. Norman Finkelstein, you're a bully. I am going to try to link that in one of the articles that I write. And folks, don't forget that we we completely, except for Le- uh, Neil Aquino, who is present right now, all the subjects that we were to speak about today went out the door. So please remember to go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. We we make sure to have all these subjects in case there are no callers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's always uh, well done. So please go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter for all the videos and otherwise that we would have played today. Johnny, uh, real quick, I need to go to Joe. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I said all I had to say. So quit the crocodile tears, you settlers over there in Israel. You guys are the police and we're calling you out. Finally. Thank you, Johnny. Let's go to Joe. Come on in, Joe. Hey, good morning, Egberto. How are you today? I'm doing fine, sir. Talk to me. Good. Uh, something you're, something somebody said a minute ago was uh, uh, um, um, prompted me to call, and and that was the uh, you know just this this Putin's expansionism must be stopped, right? And and um, you know the pro-war mantra that I hear from all a lot of Democrats that you know really. Really, Democrats should be anti-war. At least traditionally, they always were. But now, you know, now um, they're programmed to be pro-war by um, by all their media consumption. Um, and just, I just want to remind this guy that you know, when when you know, in the '80s, when the Soviet Union, you know, um, um, dissolved, there were a lot of countries that were independent nations in, in Europe. And uh, Gorbachev and, you know, uh, um, the, the Western leaders said, you know, let's, we're going to maintain the status quo and NATO is not going to move one inch. Right. Well, NATO continued to expand country after country after country until they were on Russia's border. And then in 2014, the United States, you know, fomented uh, um, uh, a revolution uh, there in um, in um, in Ukraine, you know, like uh, like our intelligence uh community yeah, the, 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 uh, the ambassador was caught on the telephone saying a few things yes yeah so so now now we're on putin's doorstep and you know just just 
that's not Putin's expansionism. It's the West's expansionism that that's the problem. Let me um, let me just say one thing. Let, let me just say one thing. Two things don't are not mutually exclusive, and and we don't. Re, uh, it, it's a completely new subject yet to the other subject that we had, uh, Joe. So I want to ask you a favor. Let's do discuss this on another day, uh, where we have a, a bit more time to talk about this because. Uh, there's a lot to what you just said that is very, very important. And, you know, that's why personally I am so torn. I am very torn because there's a lot to what you've just said as well. That, again, because of our own remember, media. Go ahead, real quick. But re remember, the, 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 the forces that, that are always uh, uh, the dark forces that, that are doing these, these things under, under uh, you know, uh, in secret. They now can they they control our media. They 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 control the messaging in the United Very States. Very true. For the, the the four years that Donald Trump was in office, it was every single morning it was Trump this and Trump that and Trump is evil, right? Well, you know that the enemy of your enemy is your friend, right? That's why right. I'm voting Donald to Donald Trump again in this next election, even though he won in 2020. Right, we're, I'm going to try it again, and let that, let them try to bring that fraud again. Let them try. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Joe, 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 Joe. You keep listening to politics done right, okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. But uh, and and I'm going to close up by saying, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to close up by telling you this: you are in fact wrong that Donald Trump lost all these elections fair and square. We can go into that another day. We'll talk about that another day. And likewise, it will be. A mistake for you and all of us if this guy, not only locally, but nationally and internationally, becomes president. As you continue being here with us, listening to uh, what we talk about and also bringing your input, I think that would become, become quite evident. But thank you for listening and thank you for calling, brother. Okay? Hey, you're welcome. And and there, if there were an alternative, I would I would. We'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about that another time, Joe. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. Let's go to Brian. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah, Brian. Real quick. You never answered my question about uh, what uh, Biden is going to do about the illegal border crossing of, of the, the South. The seventeen thousand Chinese military-aged men crossed the border. And you threw it back as the evil Republicans, and you even went back as far as Clinton, and that it's our fault that, that they're here. Now, how does the, the Central American policy intertwine with 17,000 Chinese military-aged men? How does, how does that inter intertwine? How does that that's the question. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're trying to say there. Um, I honestly don't understand what you're trying to say. I, I made my point already as far as immigration is concerned the last time we spoke. And that point still stands. OK, uh, we are an immigrant country. Uh, those people that are really making the border an issue, we have a border problem. But the border problem is a political problem created because of I'm all the isms, okay? But I got to go, Brian, because you keep on that same subject. You're, uh, so come with something else. The next time, we'll keep you on. I want to go to my sister, Alistair. Come on in, Alistair. Hey, morning, brother. Morning, Neil. I just wanted to make a quick point about mm -hmm. Sheila Jackson Lee's campaign. Mm -hmm. Wasn't she 
forced to return funds because of in the like towards the beginning of the run because she was over the amount or something to that effect. I, I had heard something of that nature, but it was it wasn't anything uh it wasn't anything uh sinister, but yes, I think so. It was a clerical thing. No, but yeah. So she had to she had so I'm like she it, it's almost like like oh what his face earlier said about she didn't have the fight in her right for this oral campaign it's almost like everything like deflated from that point on yeah i but you know i i, I hear you about the logistics with Whitmire and his funding and all of that i don't know i just it, it's just an interesting point i, I, I Thank you for bringing that. Alex, I'm at a hard stop. Sis, we'll talk at three o'clock. I'm at a hard stop. Eric Hayes, thanks for bringing that up. Eric Hayes says both of them had to return funds. Give me a quick, quick, quick closer. Uh, I ran ran bad on my time. Uh, You, 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 Neil, quick closer. Don't forget all the local issues uh, uh, in the Houston Democracy Project, the Houston Democracy Project. You can Google it, neilaquino.com. I appreciate the privilege of being on and all the great callers. Thank you, brother. Let's go to the studio. Nothing for me. Have a good day. Jack, real quick. We cannot, we cannot let profit be our highest principle. Profit is not moral, not ethical, and it will run over the will of the people. Going out and dominating the world does not make us more secure. It makes us less secure. Thank you so kindly, callers. Thank you so kindly, listeners. Love you all. My name is Egberto Willis. Thank you, Neil Aquino. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.